0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord.
1: just have a simple thought tonight. I won't keep you very long. I'm going to take my text from the book of Acts, chapter 26 and verse 28. And the Bible says in the book of Acts, 26 and 28. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. This was stated to Paul during the trial that would determine the outcome of his future. Not long after this, Paul would be led into the streets of Rome and beheaded and his ministry would come to an end. But these words along with one of the greatest missionaries of the Christian movement have echoed in history of King Agrippa when he made the remark that you have almost persuaded me. I want to speak to you from my heart tonight. From this thought almost isn't an option. Let's pray over the word. God, I thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity. God, Lord, God, please, Lord Jesus. God, anoint this word, Lord God, that you've given. Lord. Use me as a mouthpiece, God, to convey what heaven would say. God, not my agenda, but your will be done. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, That you would move in this house tonight, God, Jesus, I pray, Lord, in your name, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. It's a short verse out of many in the chapter, but it is so heavy when you think of a man who just spilled his heart out. This was the plea for Paul's life to these great and powerful men of the world. And the one response that it conjured was King Agrippa saying to Paul, Thou hast almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Almost is not an option for the church today. We're living in a world that that is now in confusion. They turn on the news and they don't know what they see. We see the word of God playing out. This world is unchurched. And they don't understand. Many of them are mesmerized by the power of God. But they cannot explain what they are feeling. But we are called by God tonight. To be witnesses into the world that he sends us. But we as the church cannot afford. To miss the mark. Time is... Rapidly coming to a close. And we have to sell out with everything that we have for the ministry that God has called us to do. But there is poison in the church today, if you will. There is something that is affecting the church today. It is an attack of the enemy. And it is the spirit of Of almost. If we let almost get in us. It will spread like a disease. The Bible says in the book of Mark. That Jesus and his disciples. They were on their way from Bethany. And the Bible says that Jesus was hungry. And so afar off he saw a fig tree. He went up to this fig tree, and the Bible says that it wasn't in season yet. He demanded fruit from this tree, and when it did not bear fruit, the Bible says that he cursed the tree. He said that no man would ever eat of that tree, and his disciples heard it. The Bible goes on to say, in the 20th verse, that in the morning... As they passed by, they saw the fig tree again, and this time it was dried up from the root. We need to understand what happened to that fig tree. You see, everything the senses would say, it's a fig tree. It looks like a fig tree. It had the leaves of a fig tree, but it lacked one important thing. It lacked the fruit that made it a fig tree. We can look like Christians, and we can talk like Christians, we can walk like Christians. But if we lack the fruit of a Christian, if we are almost Christian, almost is not an option in the kingdom of God. It's time more than ever before, it is time more than ever before that we sell out to God, mind, body, and spirit. God wants everything we have. God told the church in Ephesus that he hated the Nicolaitans. Now it's a strong word when you read that God hates something. Especially when it comes to people. Because God loves people. That was his mission on earth, people. But he hated the Nicolaitans. He hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans. And if you study the Nicolaitan people, you'll find that they were carnal and they were worldly. God has no purpose for carnality. And He has no use for worldliness. What we need today is to sell out to God. That's what He can use for the kingdom. God said that if you were lukewarm, He would spew you, out of his mouth. He would rather for you to be hot. Or cold. But he said if you're in between. In other words. If you're almost. It's something he cannot stand. If you've ever been. In a in a restaurant. Or had a meal. And you took a bite of something. That you did not like. Chances are. You may have discreetly. Put it in a napkin. Or if. Nobody was around. You may have just spit it out. But that's the importance of the word spew. Because he's not just going to spit it out. Spew means it's disgusting to him. We can't afford to be almost or lukewarm. The Bible says in the book of Matthew concerning a Gentile woman who shows her faith. It says that when Jesus went out from there, and departed into the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But, when, but he answered her not a word, the Bible says. And the disciples urged him, saying, Send her away. For she cries out after us. This woman was pleading with Jesus because her daughter was severely possessed by devils. The disciples said, Send her away. Jesus didn't even answer the woman because she was of Canaan. Finally, this woman gets her point across. Jesus said, it's not meant for me to give the children's bread to the dogs. That's a pretty hard blow coming from Jesus. He called you a dog. But that just gives the woman more motivation. She says, she answered him and said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat The crumbs that fall from the master's table. What happened here? This woman proved that she was not almost hungry. This woman proved that she had a desire. And she knew who the answer came from. We can't afford to be almost. Jesus wants all that we have. The enemy has attacked the church for years with simple disagreements between members we as a church need to realize this today that if we can't agree on something that if we have aught as the Bible calls it against our brother God can't move in our lives the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 that we are to receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes upon us Power to what? Power to be witnesses. The biggest revival that the church has ever seen was on the day of Pentecost. Over 3,000 souls were added to the church that day. And if you wonder why, it's because they were all in one place, in one mind, and in one accord. The enemy hates it when we agree on something. Because he knows that's when God has the power to move. The enemy wants us to be almost satisfied. The enemy wants us to be almost in agreement. Because when we agree on something, revival can be born. The woman wasn't almost desperate. But she was consumed by her issue. Enough to chase the master for an answer. This world is looking to find an absolute They have pills, they have drugs, they have liquor, they have anything that they could turn to. But they're looking for something absolute. They're looking for something to believe in. And sadly, Christianity at large has been vastly polluted. That's why we can't be almost. We have to be sold out and we have to never look back. We can't afford to slow down in this hour that we live because God can't use almost. He desires the hungry and the broken because at that point they're willing to give everything that they have to him. I want to read an article that was printed in uh, by ESPN. And this article says that at the Olympics, a Roland Gardner prepared to leave his shoes on the mat. In Athens, Greece, Roland Gardner wasn't going to let go of Sajad Barazi. With the six foot five Iranian firmly in his grasp, Gardner used every ounce of his 265 pound frame to drive the Iranian face down into the mat. As his opponent got up to approach the referee about the call, Gardner began untying the top of his shoelaces. After the referee raised Gardner's hands in victory, one to one side, And then he turned to raise it to the other side of the arena. Then. They say that Gardner grabbed the American flag. And wiped away the tears. And parked himself in the middle of the mat. Like a 33 year old child. And took off his 13. His size 13 shoes. First one. And then the other. This is the sign of the super heavyweight bronze medalist stood up and bowed his head to each side of the arena and then walked off the mat, leaving his shoes behind, a wrestler's signal that he had fought his final bout. This is the place where Greco-Roman wrestling was born. It was fitting that this is where Rulon Gardner decided to say goodbye. And he gave this explanation. He said to leave them on the mat meant that I left everything on the mat as a wrestler. To see a grown man sit Indian style in the middle of a wrestling mat and take off his shoes. He wanted to leave his legacy there. For those who were following behind him. And I would ask us today. What are we leaving behind? What are you telling those that are coming behind you? Have you sold out? Have you given it your all? Are you leaving both shoes behind for someone else to pick up one day? Or is almost your option almost cannot be our option. Jesus came to this earth and he ministered for only three short years of his life. It's not a lot of time when you think of all he accomplished. But every miracle, everything that Jesus had done during his ministry left us with the impression that he gave it everything he had. And everything pointed to one object that consumed him and still consumes him today. And it is his desire that it would consume us as well. And that object is souls. He desires for us to be consumed by the reaching of the lost. This was the call that Jesus gave the church. The only call that Jesus gave the church was to reach The lost world around us. Nobody else can reach your friends. Nobody else has the influence that you have. I will never meet the people that you will meet. We have to give it our all. Because almost is not an option. The world can even tell the difference between almost and all. We have to give it our all. We cannot be like the fig tree. To just surrender to it. To doing half of a job. And letting it go. And just dying. Because we have to realize that almost won't even make it into heaven. Because he said you cannot be lukewarm. You have to either be hot or... Or cold. We have to choose one and sell out to it. The Bible says that you cannot serve two masters. But you must love one and hate the other. We have to decide today. We have to decide now. Because time is swiftly coming to an end. About what we are going to do. Because almost cannot be our option. Almost can't be our option. We've heard the illustration many times that at the end of this life, if God stood you by the man you could have been, almost can't be an option. I want to look just like that man that God would stand me by and say that I had given everything that I could have. Everything that I could have. As I come to a close, one of the most Real moments of my life, I would say. Reality check. I was on a youth on missions trip. For, with brother and sister Marshall in New Zealand. And before we left, there were no more services to be had. All the ministering was done. All of the outreach was over. And it was the night before we boarded the plane to come home. She looked me in the eye. And she said that when you go home, you will be approaching the mission field. We had gone to do a work in missions. But she said, give it everything you've got. Give it everything you've got. And we have to realize today. There's a world that still needs to hear about Jesus. There's a world that deserves to hear about Jesus. This is not just the church. This is not just the bride. There's going to be more. And this will never just be it. But there's a world outside of these walls that God has called each and every one of us to win. There's a world just outside. There's a community laying just outside these doors that need to hear the Word of God preached. They deserve to hear the Word of God preached. They need to hear that for God so loved the world by somebody who really knows the Word of God, who has experienced the Word of God. When they had nothing else, all they had was the Word of God. They need to hear the message that we found in Acts that birthed this very church. That when Peter said unto them, they need to hear the promise of God. That this promise is unto them and to their children and to any as far off as the many, as many as the Lord our God shall call. But if we are going to accomplish this as a church, almost cannot be an option. If you are going to accomplish this as an individual, almost cannot be an option. Many times, many times, as we gather for prayer and prayer requests in this church, you'll hear somebody say, pray as though it were you or pray as though it were your family. We need to get that mentality when it comes to souls. We need to start, and I, I'm, I'm saying we because I'm included. I need to start telling them like I would want somebody to tell me. If we got that mentality just as this church. That reach them like it's you. Like you would want to be reached. Or reach them like you would want to reach your child. Or your loved ones. We'd see a revival that this building could not contain. That the future building could not contain. Because almost is not an option. Almost cannot be our option. As we stand in this place tonight. I hope that we can listen to the song. That they're about to sing. And let it be our prayer. Let it be our prayer. That we surrender everything. The kingdom has no place for almost. Almost cannot be used in the kingdom of God. But we have to give it our all. Everything that we have. My prayer is God transform me. Change me into what I need to be. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray. God I love you Jesus. I thank you Lord. I thank you God.